0: I'm your host, Vincent Walden, and I'm really excited to be here with Jordan Domash, General Manager of Relativity's Trace product, Relativity's compliance monitoring platform. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks, Vince. Excited to be on. Yeah, glad to have you. Well, before we get started, as you all know, uh, let us take a moment and reflect on a quote from our mascot, Henry David Thoreau, who spent time on the pond, um, actually, but just not my pond, <laughs> 150 years ago. So, As we think about relativity trace, and I was thinking about the communications monitoring that this platform does, I had to have a theme around human communication. So I thought this quote from Thoreau would be most relevant. He said, we communicate like the burrows of foxes in silence and darkness and underground. We are undermined by faith and love. Perhaps the facts most astounding and most real are never communicated by man to man. It is impossible to say all we think, even to our truest friends. Hmm. I don't know. I pretty much speak my mind most of the time, but (laughs) deep thoughts there. Any comments?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely some deep thoughts there. I think it's interesting in today's world, a lot of the private communications, like whether it's over email or Slack or chat, the groups that we're dealing with, if it contains some content that is of high risk, And it could have a negative impact on the world or the organizations. I mean, it's something that maybe you want to shed some light on it. So, I don't know. Interesting deep thoughts
0: there. That's right. We communicate like the burrows of foxes and in silence and darkness. So, what are those mediums that we can gather that are like in the burrows? (laughs) So, I thought that was a cool quote. So, even 150 years ago, the guy's relevant today. So, with that, Jordan, tell us about kind of your background and how you got in your current role at Relativity.
1: Yeah, I've been with Relativity since 2014. It's kind of crazy how six years has flown by. Relativity as a business is basically quadrupled since I've been here, which is pretty crazy. I started at Relativity as a chief of staff to our VP of product and marketing and then quickly moved into the chief of staff role to our CEO and founder. So worked on a lot of strategic projects, M&A, communications, tactical projects, and then I launched the Relativity Trace business. A little over two years ago, so I helped you know build the early versions of the product, uh, sign sign on customers, and helped grow it to where we are today. Very cool.
0: Now, you know most of my audience, and again, we're talking to legal compliance and anti fraud professionals, all of which have done investigations and looked through email. And we all know that Relativity is kind of the investigations and litigation platform of choice for document review. But Trace is a little different. And so can you tell us about kind of what Relativity is doing in the proactive space around compliance monitoring with Trace?
1: Yeah, and, and even taking a step back to Relativity-Free Discovery, like what are we doing? We're centralizing and collecting a wide range of data sources and file types, potentially hundreds of different file types, dozens of different data sources, normalizing them into a massive database could be tens of millions or hundreds of millions of documents And then we've developed AI empowered by human reviewers to sit through that content really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. So relativity developed is capabilities to really take all those set of communications and identify the riskiest with the least amount of time and the least amount of effort. Trace basically takes that same suite of capabilities, the same underlying platform, the same document viewer and review process that you know and love, and we're applying it proactively. So you can now use those capabilities to monitor for high-risk behaviors and proactively generate alerts, whether it's, you know, bribery and corruption or whatever those risks may be, and then do a review. And if it turns into an investigation, well, you have the investigatory tools of relativity at your fingertips.
0: Well, you know, what's funny is I've been doing proactive compliance monitoring for over a decade, specifically focusing on structured data, you know, looking at the financial transactions, looking at improper payments, etc. And really have only used or reserved email communications or other kind of human communications for the investigative side, mainly because it was so voluminous to try to get through on, you know, to look at things proactively. You needed a fire drill or you needed the business case to go and justify the time and effort to look at things proactively. But It sounds like, you know, technology has evolved where we can actually do this efficiently now, especially when the clients or companies have existing instances of relativity, they can leverage this, right?
1: Yeah. And and I think, you know, what's important about the communications is they really show intent. Certain behaviors like collusion, they often happen over a communication vehicle, bribery and corruption. So there's a lot of context where the communications could add color to all of the structured data. So it's definitely an important medium and it adds a lot of color to whether a specific transaction is risky or or not.
0: That's right. My dream analysis, and I've only done it a couple times, is when I can look at sensitive keywords or communications, you know, and look at email keyword hit transactions around a certain sensitive topic and then overlay the transactions over it. So I said, you know, they talked about it over this time period and then you can see when the payment was made here and it lines up. You know, that's a perfect analysis when you can combine structured and unstructured data. In line with that, you know, your website talks about how you monitor all communications in near or real time and kick off alerts based on rules that the client or the company of yours has configured. Tell us about some of those business use cases where you're developing those types of rules to look for high risk areas. So what are some of the rules that you guys are, most common use cases?
1: Yeah, so I'll start with kind of financial services. That's been the biggest for us early on, and and not exclusively. But you know, when you look at banks, hedge funds, other regulated financial organizations, there's actually a regulatory requirement from Finra and the SEC and global regulators like the FCA, where you need to proactively supervise your employees. And so, you know, starting with traders. You need to monitor your traders for collusion and price fixing and front running, sharing of, of non-public information, sure. other registered representatives, making sure they're not making improper guarantees. That's a big use case for us. I think stepping outside of financial pharma has been an area where a lot of our, our customers are really interested in, in our technology. So if you think uh, pharmaceutical medical devices, off-label selling. So I'm a, a sales rep and I'm selling a, Regulated product. I'm only allowed to sell it in a way that is approved by the FDA in the US. Right. If you, would say more broadly, bribery and corruption, anti competitive behavior are other areas that are particularly of interest. And we actually, we've developed a set of out of the box policies. There's about 20 different policies that we've developed that operate as a starting point for our customers in many of these behaviors where they can just turn on relativity trace and as emails or other communications get sent, we'll we'll automatically generate alerts. So we're helping to give our customers a good starting point on on what risk looks like within their organization.
0: You know, I've done a few proactive email or compliance monitoring projects with clients around antitrust, like you mentioned, as well as FCPA. The challenge I had always was you basically have to treat it like an e discovery matter where you have to go and collect the data, make copies of the data, run it through the system and do your keyword searching or your concept analysis and put things up for review. And it was just too voluminous to do it proactively unless the risk was there. Particularly, I did one where we looked for material, non-public information in a financial services, you know, a trading environment and looked for data leakage. And we did things like looking for domains, go into, you know, personal email accounts like Yahoo or Gmail, et cetera, and, and looking for sensitive keywords, you know, that indicate potential data leakage. But it sounds like this is kind of more efficient than just doing a brute force e-discovery. And that's what I wanted to talk about. You know, How are you addressing or how are you accomplishing both the volume and indexing issue without having to just make a copy of everything and index it like a
1: traditional e-discovery? What's different? Yeah. And first of all, I think when we built Relativity Trace, it was in conjunction with a set of existing relativity customers that were doing the exact same thing that Ah. you're talking about yeah so it's already Um, indexed right (laughs) well no actually it was what they were doing is they were working with some regulated organizations that needed to monitor their internal teams for a specific set of risks and they looked all around for various tools and things that they could do to accomplish it and they chose relativity the discovery version of relativity even though it wasn't built for it and the reason why is when you think of all the manual review that comes out of a this type of project in just a million communications, you want the most sophisticated AI and review tools to sit through that content. And so yeah, no doubt, it's every doing it, exactly what you're referring to. They were collecting communications, processing them, manually building indexes and running searches. It was a pretty painful process. And so actually the idea of relativity trace came from exactly folks like yourself. That who were brute doing force it. way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how does Relativity Trace work and how is it different? Well, the first thing that we have is we've got automated integrations with over 40 different data sources. So, email, chat, audio, mobile, and all the attachments that are sent along as well. And so, there's no manual export, there's no manual ingestion. We're automatically pulling that content in every day. So, you don't have to go through that effort and that process yourself. And then, once it's in Relativity, we're automatically indexing it, running our searches generating alerts and so from an email being sent to an alert in relativity there's no work on your teams we made the process way more efficient additionally you're, you're asking some questions around like it's a lot of data right how do we handle all that data yeah yeah. Uh, you know e eDiscovery, it's very much a one-time process we've got 10 million files let's ingest them at once we'll do it as fast as possible while with trace we're ingesting small amounts of communications throughout the day, right? So really small batches, indexing them as they're ingested, generating alerts as they're ingested. So it's not a huge, massive process. It's a set of small batch processes that are happening incrementally throughout the day. Mm. We also give you tools to manage how much sits in relativity. So we've got automated retention policies. So if an email gets sent, we run our rules against that email. We determine it's not a risk. We can just delete it from the system automatically. And so we give you tools to manage your data volume. So you only focus on what's relevant to you. Yeah. And Jordan, to keep in mind too, is that and just confirm this
0: for me. It's not like you would run Relativity Trace on, you know, let's just say it's a mid midsize or large corporation with 10,000 employees. You don't run this on all 10,000 employees, right? You take this, I mean, you could, but it's really designed for maybe the sales force or a high risk group of cohorts that are particularly exposed to a certain risk. Would you think, is that yeah. true?
1: Yeah, so Trace is not built for a general monitoring system to monitor everyone for everything. What we're really good at is identifying a set of specific risks that matter to your business. Yeah. Usually that maps to a department or team. Yes. So for example, a pharmaceutical company, there's only a set of employees that are at risk of off-label selling, right? There's only a set of employees who really have the highest risk of bribery and corruption. And so the first step is defining what is the biggest risk to you and what is the population where that risk is really relevant. You know, relativity is good at identifying risks. That's what we're built for. Mm -hmm. And so it's a tool built to help identify the specific things you're looking for.
0: Yep. You know, when I think about the fraud examiner in me, when fraud exists, there's pressure, opportunity, and rationalization. And the beauty about email is you could always assess pressure. You could always assess opportunity, which is the weaknesses and controls, but you could never get in a person's head to evaluate rationalization, which is why email is so good, to see how they rationalized or justified their behavior. And it usually is in the email (laughs) or the communications. It's great. Well, let me switch gears on you too. As we think about in the coming months ahead, and proactive communication and compliance monitoring, kind of what cool things, any new things that you'd like the audience to know, what they can expect from Relativity Trace, and what things are coming down the pipe, and then if any regulations are also kind of coming down related to communications. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, so the first thing that I'm going to talk about is actually across all of Relativity in our new Arrow UI. Hmm. So Relativity is mapping the entire front end. Everything's going to be... Simplified, it's going to be massive increases in speed, lightning fast speed. And so it's it's something that I'd recommend you check out. It's it's a very visual interface. And so I recommend looking at some of the content we put on around the videos around our new UI. Can I just Um, go on
0: the Relativity website to see those videos?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's uh, coming out in the next couple months. So a lot of investments across all of Relativity in that new interface. Nice. On the Relativity Trace side, we're making a couple of other investments. One is in case management. So when we think of our customers that are doing proactive monitoring, other tools that they use for monitoring, it often ends up with an alert, right? A rule will generate an alert. An alert is one document at a time. But we know, investigators know, that it's not an individual communication that tells the story. It's rarely one document that's a smoking gun. You need to be able to expand from that one alert into a broader case, a broader investigation to help understand the context of the entire situation. And so we're building a case management application to manage your various cases with what could be a large compliance team or a large set of cases that are ongoing and leveraging a lot of the relativity investigatory tools for that. We're also building some cool things to better detect sharing of non-public information as we get into the regulatory piece, it's been a big focus for regulators recently, and so we're building tools that allow you to integrate with watch lists and restricted lists to better identify when internal folks are sharing non-public information at a financial institution. So just a couple of things on the
0: You know, and let me comment on that too, Jordan. I think it's that's huge that you're able to integrate other data sources because, again, I think if my, what I'm doing I run a platform with Alvarez and Marcel called Digital Twin, which does the compliance monitoring for transactional data. And if I can pull in trace and communications data, overlay it, and look at your case management and track it that way, that's a beautiful thing. Like I said, I could do that dream overlay of communications and transactions matched up. So that's pretty awesome. Talk about some of the regulations that were that you're seeing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not a regulatory expert, but a couple of things that have come out that we've seen, the FCA, the the UK financial regulator, just released a new market watch where they shared a heightened focus around insider trading. So if you look back over over the, the health and economic crisis over the last few months, it's led to massive market volatility. And in times of market volatility, it's a big opportunity for those that want to do wrong and take advantage to take advantage of inside information and profit off of it in a way that's illegal. And so, you know, we're seeing investigations around the world kick off in a set of organizations that have not been able to detect the sharing of inside information and and the profiting of that. And so specific focus there and specifically coming out of the UK. I'd also like to note a few days ago, the DOJ released new guidelines around compliance programs heightening a specific focus on making sure compliance programs are adequately resourced, making sure they have access to data, whether it's directly or indirectly, to ensure they're able to monitor. And so really encouraging the types of workflows that we're talking about today. Yeah, spot
0: on. You know, I'm quite familiar with the new guidance, the updated DOJ guidance that it was an update from April 2019, just released June 1st. So again, if you're on social media and like my audience is, they definitely know this. Every attorney's talking about it now, but particularly when I think about trace, you know, one of the questions in the guidance is, is the periodic review limited to a snapshot, quote unquote, a snapshot in time or based on continuous access to operational data and information across functions? I mean, that couldn't scream more about continuous monitoring, both in structured and unstructured data. So super relevant there. I think, again, everybody in my audience should be familiar with the document by now. It's been out for about a week or week and a half, but hugely popular. Well, we got time for one more question. And this is kind of, as I think about the legal compliance and my anti-fraud professionals out there, what advice do you have for them in, with respect to kind of increasing business transparency and what can they do as a start to think about better communications monitoring? Again, without having to boil the ocean, what questions yep. should they be asking their teams
1: to see if something like Trace is a good fit for them? Yeah, I think the first is just understanding the biggest risk to your business, right? Yeah. If I'm a compliance officer, what are the top two or three things that I'm worried about every day? And I would start internally. And I think as you look at those risks, are they significant? Are they impactful? And for many in your audience, I assume the answer is yes. I would start with a specific risk, whether it's bribery, procurement fraud, off-label selling, whatever it may be. And you know, if there's something that keeps you up at night, then it's an area that I would focus on and we're happy to have a discussion on how technology like Relativity Trace could empower you to understand the risk in your organization and the activity quicker and allow you to take corrective action on it before it becomes into a big problem. Yeah, Jordan, well
0: said. Well said. And I think that basically we're just about out of time. So I want to thank you for uh, floating out on the pond with me <laughs> and good luck Go in the fun. rollout. I think you're going to find adoptions going to be quite high, especially given this new regulatory guidance and you've solved. And for me, it's been a decade old problem of not trying to boil the ocean with respect to analyzing unstructured data proactively.
1: I mean, I can't wait to see what you guys do. Yeah, no, it's super excited to see the development over the past couple of years and would love to share it with your audience. All right, Jordan, thank
0: you very much. And we'll have you back on the show in a couple months. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.